13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. Hey, it's Sean, and it's time for another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is the podcast where we bring you excellent, exciting, and interesting people. And we've got a big-time Hollywood actor who is in the film Robin Robin. So who else would we send to interview this person than our very own Robin? And the big-time Hollywood actor in question is Gillian Anderson, and she plays the cat in Robin Robin. A little bit of a villainous cat, a subtly evil cat. Is, is what I've heard. So Robin Robin is made by Armin. They are the crew who make Shaun the Sheep, Wallace and Gromit, and all of that stuff. And Robin Robin is in the similar sort of stop-motion style as Shaun the Sheep and Wallace and Gromit. And what's really interesting about those sort of shows is the whole process that goes behind making the stop-motion films. And Gillian, when she's chatting to Robin, lets you in behind the curtain a little bit so you can find out more about how these things work so here is my good pal robin chatting about robin robin see we don't just throw this stuff together do we uh with jillian anderson of course congratulations such a beautiful christmas film very heartwarming isn't it yeah it's very it is it's very heartwarming and um i've got three kids and two of them are teenagers and boys and uh uh even they liked it and wanted to see it a second time so that that bodes well for it it absolutely does you know you're onto something then right now yes, of course definitely. you play the cat yeah and a little birdie or should i say a robin told me that you're actually allergic to cats is that right uh yes i am <laughs> But I'm not allergic to felt cats, which is what this, uh, what my cat is. So I, I was able to play her without having an allergic reaction. I love that. Now, of course, I'm guessing you've not really been around them that much. Did it make it a little bit trickier to play a cat? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I, not necessarily. I, I would say that that this cat has uh, many more human characteristics than uh, cats normally do. Um, uh, including vanity. Her personality definitely started to grow as we worked on it. And um, I couldn't have predicted in advance what her personality was going to be before uh, Dan started to direct me in various ways. So that was a fun process. Yeah. And what was that process like? Because she has a little bit of a villain, just a little bit. Um, but weirdly, I, when I was kind of watching and feeling like, oh, in my head, I was like, oh, the cat's going to be really evil. But it, it was a little bit scary, but it wasn't it wasn't full out there. Ah, you know. Yeah, she's she's kind of subtly evil. <laughs> I mean, she's not it's not 
uber evil. Even the first, you know, when she first comes on and she says hello, her hello is kind of bright. And you think for a second maybe she's friendly, but there's a, a little undertone of menace in there, which, you know, as she gets hungrier and more obsessed with having the mouse uh, or the robin inside her tummy, um, yeah, she gets a bit more uh, grumpy, shall we say? Yes, yeah. she certainly does. It is very true. And of course, you've done a few, you know, different animations. And what is that like then as an actor like yourself? Do, do you see the animation before you before you get to voice the character? Um, it depends. I've done um, uh, an, uh, voices for Miyazaki films like... Um, Totoro, I didn't do Totoro, but Miyazaki Films um, are a Japanese animation house. And I did uh, Princess Mononoke, and I played a uh, a wolf, a wolf goddess. Um, but it had, the, the animation had already been completed and in Japanese. And so I was able to watch the film while I was voicing the character for the English version. And... This was very different because Ardman, who made um, Robin Robin, were in the process of of actually making it, of of doing the stop motion work, which takes a very very long time. Um, at the same time that we were recording it, and so I had seen a picture of the cat and of the robin, and then uh, when I went in a second time a few months later. I got to see a little bit of what they've been working on, but it's um, it's, mo it's it's a mixture of me building a character around the still image of the cat and being directed, and them creating and doing stop motion around the personality of the cat that's coming out of me. So I think it's um, uh, it's it's a joint process, even though I'm slightly blind in the middle of it and you know not really knowing what's going on um yeah yeah i bet and i kind of look at that still image as well and trying to bring that character to life and it's really interesting to know it's kind of back and forth and it's not like you know here's the product and and add the voice it, it's a back and forth and there's a whole yeah. process in that yeah yeah now there is of course a lovely lesson to be learned you know, through the film. And for me, I kind of took away, it's kind of love yourself as you are. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to know what kind of piece of advice that you would maybe give to younger people about learning to love themselves. Um, well, I think, I think when we're young, we all go through stages of, of, of wanting to fit in, wanting to be like other people, wanting to be cool, whatever cool is in that moment. And, I think sometimes it's very easy to um, to push down aspects of our true selves in order to be like other people and to fit in. And part of what this film is is um, talking about is about the importance of being able to um, of being able to accept yourself exactly as you are without you know, without trying to conform to other people's ideas. In doing that, we actually, by embracing who we are and everything that we are, no matter what or who we are, or how we think or how we dress, that, um, that, that when we do that, we are actually 
the happiest and and people see that in us and can be inspired by that to do the same um and so i i i certainly have um experienced that lesson through my life in terms of as i've gotten older and older and older and older and older at different um periods embrace it you know having to re-embrace aspects of myself and um yeah it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful lesson that's that that's in the in the film. yeah absolutely and and such wonderful advice there thank you because like you say each stage of your life it can change and i think for young mm. people it's nice to know that you know it, it will change and you'll become more of you and you'll be more accepting of who you are and yeah and therefore accepted by other people too because you are your real self right absolutely couldn't agree more well i know we've, we're running out of time could speak to you all day jillian um so i've got one question for yeah. you and now of course at the end of the film um the mice managed to steal you know some of the christmas food and we wanted to know what food would you be most upset if it went missing from your christmas table oh my goodness Oh boy, um, tricky, right? Tricky, probably the turkey. I, d- I don't know how many mice it would take to actually carry away a turkey, but but if the turkey went missing, I, I think I'd be properly uh, upset and very confused. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. is true. Especially if it was taken away by a bunch of robins and you saw it flying through the air with the robins. <laughs> that's it. The flying turkey. That, that's what will be happening on Christmas Day for sure. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, honestly, Gillian, and congratulations again on such a beautiful film. So, you know, just not getting little peeks behind the scenes, but also getting some solid life advice from Gillian Anderson and also bonus festivity. I've got rejuvenated festivity and an added wisdom bonus. What more could you want from a podcast? Thank you so much to Robin and also big thanks to Gillian Anderson for chatting to us on fun kids and uh, we are going to be back in the new year with more excellent fun people to uh to, to show you guys so if you uh, want to smash that follow button make sure you do so you don't miss a single episode hope you've had a lovely festive time and have a happy new year we'll be back on fun kids meets in 2022 see you then bye Thirteen-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe, their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.